0: Listeners To the telepathic broadcasting circle, it is a beautiful setting for the wedding of the year, ladies and gentlemen. A beautiful setting. Literally dozens of delegates from across the north of England, as well as from the furthest reaches of civilised Britain and from Cornwall too. As I look out across the rolling green lawns of Linghorn Palace, I can see the groom, the Honourable Earl of Damonia, looking most distinguished with his somewhat prominent upper teeth, expertly pumiced, and his more frontal nasal hairs all clipped back to under 7 inches, especially for the occasion. And now the beautiful bride, the Lady Morgana, steps up the aisle regal in her black gown, black tiara, black shoes, black leggings, black makeup, black earrings, My word, but she looks every inch a lady on her wedding day, doesn't she? And her face lighting up into a fierce scowl, the epitome of marital bliss.
1: Well, Morgana, may I congratulate you? I never thought I'd see the day you allow a mortal man to make an honest woman out of you.
2: You came all this way just to taunt me, Merlin.
1: Taunt you? Morgana, nothing could be further from my thoughts. I came to your wedding because I was invited. By you, I assume.
2: Dragon's Breath, you didn't imagine I wanted you at an occasion such as this, did you? Not after everything that... that you did.
1: After all these centuries, you still hold me responsible for the death of your father. What happened to the Duke of Cornwall was Eupha's doing, not mine.
2: And who helped him? Who cast the spell that deceives my poor mother?
1: Who... I did nothing to help you for slay your father.
2: Whatever you say. On the day I slay you, I'll make sure Mogdred does nothing to help me. That will be fair.
1: I truly thought you invited me as a peace offering, that we could become friends. How naive of me.
2: Very. Who did invite you anyway?
1: I can't imagine. May I ask? Why did you choose to marry the Earl of Denonia, of all people? I would have expected you to have um, a more cerebral taste in men.
2: Oh? You doubt my new husband's intellectual calibre, do
1: you? Uh, Well, it's hard not to doubt the calibre of one who buys a painting of a dolphin wearing a crown, thinking it's a portrait of the Prince of Wales.
2: I'll grant you that. I wish the choice for this marriage were
3: mine,
4: but...
1: Ah, Merlin. Oh, greetings, Dungeon Master. Moving ceremony,
4: wouldn't you say? Yes, I could have wept. I hope you'll forgive me, madam, if in your case I forgo the traditional privilege of kissing the bride.
2: I can live with that disappointment. Tell me who invited you.
1: Ah, so it wasn't you. I didn't think it was, somehow. Tell me, Morgana. You said just now that the marriage wasn't your decision. Whose was it?
2: Why do you want to
1: know? Because this whole wedding is a mystery to me. I can't begin to understand why you agreed to marry anyone as a fish as Demonia, or why you were among the guests. If I knew who was behind this whole business, it might give us a clue.
2: I have been
1: paid to marry him. Paid? Paid? Who paid you?
2: Your darker self, Merlin.
1: Morgdred? You're taking orders from him?
2: Yes, and I'm sure that brings great satisfaction to you. Once again, my family is soiled by your meddling.
4: You accepted the payment, Morgana. If you've been soiled it's say it was your own choice to roll
1: around in filth.
2: Leave me be, both of you.
1: This is unsettling. Why would Mordred use Morgana as a wedding of convenience?
4: Well, if anyone can answer that, it's you. I see no reason for concern anyway. This expels Morgana from my dungeon for a while. The greater game will be less of a strain to observe without her pompous shrieking.
1: Mogdred remains my concern and he will still be there. And it would be very easy for him to find a new apprentice if he wanted. I would hardly call Morgana his apprentice. You forget, Treyguard. She was my apprentice centuries ago, before my nature was bifurcated by... circumstances... And as Morgdred is merely my darker half, it is reasonable to assume that Morgana would work for him under the right conditions. You worry too much, Merlin. I know. It's my way of compensating for dungeon masters who insist on seeing a joke in every disaster. That's my way of compensating for
4: seeing a disaster at every wedding I attend.
1: Disaster? have
4: you seen the dress the groom's mother is wearing? Ooh, nasty.
5: Halt! Let me see your invite. Gumboil the irrepressible guards the way, and no one gets by without an invite. Well, where's your invite? This banquet is a private function to celebrate the joyous union between the House of Demonia and the House of La Fay, of which my employer is a close ally and benefactor. NO ONE MAY PASS TO JOIN IN THE REVELRIES WITHOUT AN INVITATION AT MY EMPLOYER'S COMMAND. LEAVE AT ONCE, OR YOU GO ON THE CHOPPING LIST, AND YOUR EXTREMITIES GO ON THE CHOPPING BOARD. (laughs) He? THAT SHOWED THEM. DID YOU SEE THE WAY THEY TURNED AND FLED IN THE FACE OF SUPERIOR FORCES SCARKILL? I AIN'T IMPRESSED. And why not?
3: Because that woman you've just chased off must have been 70 if she were a day. Does you have to take your job so serious like?
5: What does that
3: mean? It's a wedding. It ain't like we're guarding the crown jewels or nothing.
5: Ha! Only a young newbie like you could say something like that. You have no idea some of the things my boss has had me guarding in my time. It's only by my bold, efficient devotion to duty that I stay in best trim and shape to discharge my onerous duties.
3: Right, right. Fancy nipple ale?
5: Ale? Ale? What kind of attitude is that? Ale is an intoxicating substance. It's bad for concentration, it's bad for the stomach, blurs vision and speech, and ruins reaction times. It's completely wrong for any guard to quaff ale on
3: duty. Okay. It's just you shouting a bit. Not very loudly. I thought a drop of ale may calm you down a bit, like...
5: This is not anger! I am just exerting my seniority.
3: Right, right. How about some dungeon juice then instead?
5: No! I do not... Hang on... Just how much alcohol have you got with you?
3: Just a couple of flasks. I don't know what that Morgana of yours thinks about these things, but the Earl, he doesn't mind having a drink or two to lighten the boredom, if he knows what I mean. Now, don't get me wrong. I ain't saying Morgana's uptight or nothing. I mean, she's your boss, not mine. You'll know her better than I ever will. But it's just us that works at the Morney Castle. We're not always under the thumb, if he understands. And it just occurs to me you shout a lot like. I was just wondering whether the routine's a bit too stressful for you where you work.
5: Certainly not! Gumboil the Immovable is staunch in his devotion to duty and is never distracted by. <sighs> wow, that dungeon juice smells strong.
3: Strong? This is just the stuff we're allowed to drink on duty. You should sniff the stuff in the setup of demony. They plug the flag in with cast iron corks. Um, nice. Not just nice. Lovely. But you wouldn't be interested in that, like, you've got your duty to think about here.
5: Um, yes, you're right. Well, I don't suppose a drop or two would hurt. Of
3: course not. I mean, it ain't hurt me so far, has
4: it? Ah, that's good stuff.
5: Actually, Morgana isn't my boss. No? No. She's more of a colleague. But she
3: outranks you. Well... So why are you doing guard duty at her wedding then?
5: My real boss arranged this whole occasion and he wants it to carry off without a hitch. So naturally he wanted his very best men-at-arms guarding the front gates and keeping the riff-raff out.
3: Oh, natural-like. I suppose that's why there's only one of you here, and why you let morning choose the rest of the security detail, including me. Uh, how much are you getting paid for this gig, anyway? Pardon? Money-like, how much are you getting paid?
5: Two pieces of silver. You what? Yeah, impressive, eh? Those are the high rewards for serving a Commander as great as my... Uh, as great as my esteemed master.
3: Oh yeah, very good. There's you, getting two whole pieces of silver for a day's work. And here I am, making do of a gold dootan every hour.
5: HOW MUCH?!
3: i tell you something, gumboil And you won't even have to pay me a single silver piece for it. There are advantages to having a boss who's so thick that he hasn't a clue how to count money. The way Morney thinks is like this. Two is more than one, so two silver pieces is worth more than one ruby. I like the working conditions at Castle Morney. There'd have to be a serious change in the command structure before I'd join your
0: setup.
2: Moldred, you will speak to me now.
0: You are impudent to give me commands, Morgana. And why is that, my
2: lord? We both know that your strongest power is in inflicting fear upon the fearful. I know you too well to fear you. My command, Dark Sorcery, is greater even than yours, and one day I may let you see that for yourself.
0: Your words are nothing more than words. What business have you?
2: I have kept my side of our bargain, Mordredge. The marriage with Daemonia is joined, and your precious alliance is sealed. Excellent. Both Traegard and Merlin are present at the ceremony, Was that your doing?
0: Of course. The invitations were sent to them under my instructions. Why? Their absence has kept their attention away from the dungeon for several precious days, during which I have been able to work great sorcery upon it without interference. When it next comes into phase, its new manifestation will be very remote from what was there before. I see. And thanks to the alliance you were so skillfully constructed, it would allow me to spread my influence across the kingdom.
2: I don't see
0: how. You will, when you see what the Dungeon of Deceit has become.
2: And what is your side of the bargain?
0: My side?
2: Your bargain with me, Mogdred. I agree to this ridiculous marriage under condition that you would grant me means to command the Dream Cabins.
0: And you shall have them, my dear. Spellcasting. T-R-A-N-S-F-E-R. There. The amulet of control for the dream caverns is now yours. And much good may it do you. I thank you, my lord. Oh, believe me, dear Morgana. It is I who must thank you. I have have had had by far far the better
5: of of this arrangement. One seldom deigns to offer more than a one-word answer these days, of course. One's more detailed attempts at explanation are usually met with bewilderment.
4: Which is why the Druids call you the Confuser. So?
5: So, one shall not waste effort on explanations, Dungeon Master. Instead, you shall ask questions that call for yes or no. One shall answer them honestly, where possible.
1: I shall judge Hordrist honesty, Tregard.
4: Thank you, Merlin. Very well, Hordress. How many questions may I ask?
5: As many as it takes you to break the rules. What rules? That question does not call for yes or no. You have broken the rules, and the questioning ends here. Just as an example there, you understand. You may begin your questions, Dungeon Master.
4: All right. Will Morgana return to the Dungeon of Deceit? No. Has she been replaced?
1: Not to my knowledge. That answer is not a yes or a no.
4: No, then. Will she be replaced?
5: It seems likely, yes.
1: Do you know
4: whom she will be replaced with? No. Do you know when the next season of the Greater Game will begin?
5: Yes.
4: Is it soon? Yes. Will it be a matter of a few days? Yes. And the path to the future world that lies above our own, will that open once more?
5: Yes, the Fleolan shelled is already primed. Although with Merlin here, you hardly needed to consult one about that.
4: Humor me. I need to know exactly what Mogdred plans to do. To continue to defend or to attack. Are
5: you asking or thinking out loud?
4: I'm asking whether you know. Yes. Well?
5: That is not a yes or no... It is
4: a simple one-word answer, as you said. Attack or defend. Which is it to be?
5: Defend?
4: Still to defend. He wishes to retain what he already possesses rather than to gain more. Why does he take such a passive role?
1: I believe I can answer that. That stands to reason. When the dungeon is in phase, that is when Mogdred is most threatened, when your Dungeoneers can approach his realm and menace him. When it is out of phase, that is the time when it shifts, changes, grows. Already the dungeon paths have spread beyond this castle, uniting them to elf-lands such as Vanburn. Mogdred's influence spreads further and further through the land, simply by him staying in one place and consolidating his control of it. One day in the years to come, the Dungeon of Deceit will spread beyond the lands of Dunshelm, and Mogdred's influence will spread with it.
4: But he does not control the dungeon. I
1: am the Dungeon Master. There is much within the Dungeon dimensions, though. Treasures that, were he to possess them all, would make him a more direct threat to you.
5: The sword, the crown, the cup, the shield.
1: Why do you imagine he often tries to corrupt Dungeoneers rather than just to slay them? First he attempts to terrify your charges into making a mistake. Then, should they survive, he knows they are strong enough to be of use to him, so he attempts to lure them to his will. Then, should their quest succeed, he will claim the treasure from them to expand his own power.
5: For instance, had he gained the talisman, rather than being just the paramount of level 3, he would now have absolute control of it.
1: As Dungeon Master... You will have to remain neutral in these games, Treyguard, but only so long as Mogdred lurks within the dungeons of your castle. Should the dungeons spread beyond that point, however- Say no more, Merlin. My neutrality is something I have no desire to relinquish. Not yet perhaps, Treyguard. Sometimes I've even noticed you enjoying the misfortunes of your Dungeoneers. But you know none of us can afford the dark side of my powers to spread beyond this lair. At present, the dungeon is the only thing that keeps Mordred contained, but is now becoming the vessel that could release him. Ah,
0: can you can not you sense, sense the, power the power in this place, my dear?
6: I sense much, my lord. What is this fortress called?
0: The Tower of Time. I cannot step beyond the Dungeon of Deceit. ...but as we have found that I can now stand on the flagstones of so remote a castle as this... Ah, it can only mean that the dungeon has grown precisely as I designed. It has grown far beyond its old limits, and even now Harvest is reforming below our feet. That is the power you sense, Manus. Is it not glorious?
6: I have never known power like it. So full of tangents, so, so full of possibilities. What can it mean?
0: The dungeon that the Gruach Enchanted is limitless in what it can be, but as the magic of each era fades, it hibernates once more, and like the caterpillar in its chrysalis, it only awakens long after. Reborn in a new form!
6: But that would mean that the dungeon has nearly finished reforming itself. The next era is about to begin.
0: Yes, very soon now. Perhaps only a few hours. Come, my dear. We must observe the Dungeon's new shape, and acquaint ourselves
4: with it. I see.
7: I'm most glad that you see, Master.
4: Actually, on second thoughts, I don't see. What was your name again?
7: Roska Ligoroska de Deville, Master. Somewhat... difficult to pronounce in a mortal tongue, though.
4: Yes, that's why I asked you to repeat it.
7: I was happy to do so if it helped, Master.
4: Not much, no. And I still don't see why you're here.
7: Uh, My master, the noble King Arorne of Anwin Wood, has sent me here to be as a mystery to Nightmare Castle. I am to serve as your seneschal.
4: That's the bit I don't understand. I'm sorry, what was your name again?
7: Picanostra... Well, just call me something similar but easier to remember for now, master. It's what mortals usually do when trying to converse with elves, and truth be told... I'd feel more comfortable if you weren't to use my calling name anyway.
4: Very well. I'll call you... Oh, I don't know. How does your name begin again?
7: Picker. Nostra. Ligger.
4: Fine. I'll call you Picker Nostral.
7: Oh. Must
4: you? On second thoughts, maybe not. How about... Pickle? Pickle?
7: Well, I would have liked something a little more respectable.
4: If it's to be something easy to remember, it needs to be something you remind me of. Respectability isn't necessarily one of those things.
7: But I do remind you of vegetables garnished in old vinegar?
4: Anyway, as I was saying, pickle. Last time I met Arorn, I extracted an oath of fealty from him, one I suspect he'd like lifted. Why is he now sending me gratuitous servants?
7: It is not my place to question the word of a king, master. least of all the word of one who has reigned Elfland since the dawn of mortal time.
4: So in other words, he sent you here to spy on me? Spy? No. No?
7: Well, if he did, he forgot to mention it to me. In truth...
4: Yes?
7: Well, in truth, Master, he did mention that I should report back to him the moment I hear anything about...
4: uh, About what? Come on, Pickle, spit it out.
7: Well, he said if I ever find out where the errant Lady Velda is hiding, I should inform him straight away. She went missing a little while after the breach formed between your dungeon and the Elflands. The King thinks she has turned renegade again.
4: Velda? You can tell Aroran I've seen nothing of her since the last era of the dungeon ended. If that is all the business you have here, Sprite, you may as well leave.
7: I still have my assignment, Master, to keep watch on a dungeon to see if she returns to it. In exchange for being allowed to investigate, I can help you administer the dungeon.
4: I don't need help with that.
7: Of course not, Master. I suppose you're right. I might as well go back to the Greenwood, then. Nothing new in me being unwanted, of course. Actually, I have a suspicion that the King sent me here just to get me out of his hair for a bit. Oh, He'll be most angry with me when he sees me back again so soon. I imagine he'll roast me alive over the flames of a stone salamander for a few days before exiling me for failing in my duty here. How can such a cold heart out such fiery treatment? Most cruel. But that's not your concern, is it, Master? I, I apologize for rambling on. I'll be on my way, I suppose.
4: Oh, all right, Pickle. You can stay. For a while. I can? Just long enough to convince your king that you're doing a good job, mind.
7: Why, thank you, Master. Oh, I'm most grateful.
4: Yes, well, I suppose I could do with some help keeping the Book of Quests up to date anyway. Consider it done, Master. We Elves are all excellent at record-keeping. Just remember, Elfwit, that there are rules here. Five in particular apply to you. First, when a Dungeoneer is on a quest, you may not interfere in it in any way. Clear?
7: I shall be the soul of discretion itself. Second,
4: when I give you an instruction, you obey it instantly and fully. Clear?
7: I understand perfectly, Master. I shall be the embodiment of obedience.
4: Third, you will keep in mind at all times that you are an assistant, and that I am the Dungeon Master. Therefore, you will not infringe on my prerogatives in any way. Clear? I will
7: always know my place, Master, and never shall I step beyond those bounds.
4: Fourth, make sure you are never late to perform your duties as Keeper of the Book of Quests. Clear?
7: My whole purpose of being from now on is to serve as Keeper of the Book of Quests, Master. It would not be possible for me to be late to discharge those duties when I have no other purpose to keep me from them. And
4: fifth, try to keep at least one of those four promises. Keep one of them?
7: Well, that's a bit
4: of a tall order.
6: The final level has almost taken shape, my lord.
0: Indeed. And most gratifying that the dungeon has again accepted some of the modifications I've added.
6: Modifications?
0: A small idea I put into its living core some months ago. Another double in technology.
6: A sorcerer indulging in technology?
0: I did not expect approval from you, Malice, nor do I require it. But why does it surprise you? You think the Corridor of Spears and the Ultimatum were the offspring of pure sorcery?
6: No, my lord, but... And
0: who do you think created them?
6: What have you created this time, then?
0: A new device from the foundry of the Castle Laemonia. Something to cut man's nasty little welts down to size. None but the fleetest dungeoners shall reach the furthest sanctum of the Catacombs now, where you and I shall be waiting for them. Moggallar, this is an expected pleasure.
2: If you expected me, then you will already know why I want words. You have double-crossed me. Hardly. You promised me control of the dream caverns. The dungeon is now back in phase, and I find the caverns no longer exist. How can I control what does not exist?
0: I think you will find, if you think that that I promised promised to you the the amulet amulet that controls the cabin. I fulfilled fulfilled that that promise to you months months ago. But what
2: use is the amulet when the chambers it controls
0: are no longer there? Hardly my concern with the amulet out of my possession. And surely a small concern for one with your superior command of dark sorcery. I warned you that I had the better of this bargain, Morgana, and you were a fool if you truly believed that I would allow anyone but myself to control a power such as the Dream Cavern. You
2: expect me just to accept that. I won't.
0: So reject it if you must. It will not bring the caverns back.
2: You forget, Mordred. Your precious alliance with Demonia hinges on my marriage to the Earl. I to right, Renee.
0: So Renee. I stand amazed that you haven't already <laughs> murdered the <laughs> tiresome fool. But I don't understand. You are quite, quite as brainless friend. as the Earl. I secured, I secured all, all I need from that alliance within days of your wedding. wedding. The, alliance alliance wedding. the alliance is now superfluous. The the is now superfluous. End, it, End it, as you no doubt wish, wish, it will, it will hinder it no one. There are
2: always more direct methods of revenge, and I look, and look
0: forward, forward to your attempt to demonstrate them to me.
5: I am Mogdred!
0: I am darkness! I am without equal in darkness! Challenge me if you dare, Morgana! I will meet it tenfold!
2: I will not rest until I see you dead for this, Mogred.